Disclaimer, there will be spoilers for Moon Knight. If you have not seen it already, I highly suggest you do. It's a really good show. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, all six episodes are out. And um, it's just a show that uh, makes you think. So if you're into that sort of thing, please go watch Moon Knight. And with that said, please enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's the Lone Wolf here, back with another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast, and today is May the 4th be with you. Yes, I had to sneak that uh, meme in. If you know, you know, even though it should be obvious that everyone should know the joke. In case you don't, uh, it's Star Wars Day, because may the force be with you, it's May 4th. Some people are not into Star Wars, and I totally get that, myself included, but today will change because I will be reviewing um, episode 4 of Star Wars? The first ever Star Wars movie to be created, the one with Luke Skywalker, the one with Layla, the one with Han Solo, all that fun guts and glory, I will hopefully uh, get um, watch the first movie and put my two cents on it and the whole Star Wars thing in general. If I decide to go, um, beyond that, that's great for me. But I think for, uh, the podcast's sake, um, I'll try to do one movie per week or whenever I get to it, I guess. I don't know. Just, I don't want you guys to listen to me ramble about every single trilogy trilogy so uh probably one movie per week or one star wars thing per week um because why not it will be up on every single friday i hope again depending on my mental health and all that but uh the um the uh first star wars episode four review of star wars should be out today i hope <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you're into Star Wars and, or if you want to listen to my opinions that are probably trash, uh, go listen to that, but I get it, if some people are not Star Wars fans, this is the episode for you. Welcome to Marvel Talk, where I talk about Marvel. Normally I would do it with one other person, but, uh, no one said yes to me, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm doing it solo. Uh, yeah, a lot of people I know are, uh, busy, um, today, and they don't want to talk to me, which is totally fine. I get it. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Marvel, Moon Knight, my two cents on it. First of all, the show entirely. I, I think Marvel just keeps improving and improving with each Disney Plus series, um, goes on and all that i think each series that they do they just keep improving and this one was uh no exception to that uh for me is it the best well i don't know like the whole, i i think i guess i really like the fact that they tackled a mental health um disorder keep in mind i am not an expert on anything for that matter i am not licensed 
I'm just an 18 year old who likes talking about stuff on the internet. So uh, please take everything I say with a grain of salt and all that. Um, but yeah, if I if I sound skeptic about things, it's because I am. So yeah, uh, Moon Knight, um, the fact that they were able to talk about a mental health issue, uh, which um, DID or dissociative identity disorder, if you will, I'm uh, the whole time. Right, I was uh, kind of skeptical about it because, like, I'm pretty okay. I'm not sure at all, but some because I feel like Marvel, right, has portrayed it in a way where it's more of a positive thing, which I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that I'm pretty sure it has its pros and cons, and it's whether or not the the body, if you will, decides to deal with it, right um what's it called and uh for me like i feel like most people who probably do have um dissociative identity disorder i feel like it's not so easy going as how like mark specter handled it or and stephen strange right so i feel like they kind of portrayed it in a fantasy positive light thing that we know that it's definitely not realistic at all um I mean, I wouldn't know, but I feel like for me, like with mental health, right, it's more like people don't really approach it in a positive way or a fantastical way, if you will. People just always like focus on the negatives that come with it. And um, while I do applaud Marvel for um, trying to, uh, I guess, authenticate it as possible, like, you know, still a part of me that is like, Something tells me this does not happen in real life. But then again, I am a pessimistic and in a way cynical person. Even though I don't sound like that. <laughs> I kind of am. I normally look things at a very pessimistic point of view. There's nothing optimistic ever happens to me ever. So with that in mind, um, you know, I do respect Marvel for, you know, portraying, you know, dissociative identity disorder in a more like you know in a digestible way you know in a way where everybody especially to a general audience like you know like to understand that hey it's someone who has DID goes through this sort of thing maybe not an Egyptian god taking over your body but you know they portray you know two separate beings and having to share a body um now what I did like about episode six how Mark and Steven, you know, they, um, they, in a way, is make amends with each other, that's on it. Like, they come to realize that, hey, they kind of need each other and all that. And it was just very, very wholesome when, um, Steven was frozen at the duet and Mark did his speech to Steven, how, like, him, you know, being... Steven is already a superpower because, you know, he's living life to the fullest and in a very optimistic sort of way sort of thing. So I really liked that. And when they did hug it out in episode six, I kind of noticed that it was like self-love in a way similar to how Loki did it. But Loki kind of made it weird <laughs> because like, I don't know. Like, yeah, we got, we had Sylvie and Loki 
but they're both Lokis, right? They just one just happened to take a different identity, and you know those are the um the uh, director for Loki that I forgot the name by the way, so go search it up. We have the internet. Um, but I believe she said that oh, it was more of a self, it was more of like a representation of self love, and all of that, and that's like the the direction that she wanted to go with. People took it as incest, which I'm just like. No, for, for different reasons why it's no. So, um, there you go. But, you know, they're kind of still seen as two separate people. The, the logic on Loki is uh, questionable, but but it was a really good show nonetheless. Back to Moon Knight, though. Um, the whole, my first impressions were I should not be watching this at midnight. I end up doing so anyway because like I don't know it's just like like to watch it at midnight and not have the Disney Plus servers crash on you is the most amazing feeling ever thank goodness they fixed it because since WandaVision right you know episodes I believe eight and nine for WandaVision the Disney Plus servers end up crashing on on that night and um, I was very I guess fortunate to see no i think it was like from like episode six to episode nine right the disney plus servers were like crashing and i was able to see the two episodes uh six and seven um when everyone's uh was crashing down and then episode eight and episode nine traffic because you know it it was wandavision disney um marvel's very first uh tv series that was produced by kevin feige so uh take that as you will so i'm I'm happy that the disney plus servers are better now to the point where you can watch moon knight episode 6 with no casualties at all whatsoever um but yeah where was i going with this oh yeah the first episode right i uh was semi-aware moon knight and i do blame the game marvel future revolution because i did get an intro to him because he was an npc when he like you you're very you're introduced to him very on in the game right and uh he mentions mark specter he mentions um stephen grant he mentions um jake lockley and it was like confusing because as you know the player you're not used to seeing three um identical copies of a of a moon knight suit right uh in the game at least and there's actually a quest very very later in the game uh where you know he questions his identity and he hears a loud voice conchu right and um you know he kind of accepts the fact that those those voices uh within him are a part of him and he decides to kick some butt um and all that uh not the exact dialogue from the game but close enough right um, so, uh, huh, my thoughts are going away right now. Uh, but yeah, like, I think now, just seeing the show and the fact that he's finally accepting parts of him, like, all, well, he's accepting Steven, right? Um, and, like, just knowing the fact that, you know, he kind of accepts himself, uh, was very, very touching, and we get to see his old journey, uh, of that, and, um, Oscar Isaac did an amazing job. I swear, if he does not win an Emmy for this show, I'm going to be very sad. 
because it's a very hard right to portray someone who has um did and especially you know i like when the show was airing on disney plus right um for the past six weeks you know people were like speculating whether or not his third personality jake lockley as i mentioned before uh whether or not he wasn't going to show up because we keep seeing we kept seeing uh steven and mark and like i feel like personally when throughout the show right i'm like you know it's kind of hard to you know focus from a writing standpoint right i feel like it's kind of hard to focus everything like focus the relationship between three people right like two people is already crazy enough and like you know you're trying to like make sure the dynamic goes well runs well and all that like it's written in a way where like it's comprehensible right and then you add a third person in and then everything just goes crazy so i'm very kind of um i was like relieved at the fact that they didn't they didn't show jake lockley for the most of it even though there were like hints of him sporadically around the show i feel like if they kind of introduced jake lockley to mark and steven i feel like it would just be chaotic and confusing and for you know the viewer i feel like we wouldn't have a great time with jake lockley not saying that jake lockley is a bad character no i'm just saying that i feel like it's too much information if you have the three identities there and then you know conju um so i'm kind of happy that they kept with steven and mark because i feel like their dynamic is already you know it it, it was already enough to like to write a story um with it that's just my two cents on it anyway i know people were like jake lockley jake lockley jake lockley are we ever gonna see jake lockley and i'm like i think we'll see him just no uh maybe like like after season one which uh marvel has confirmed that we are getting a season two of moon knight and um I'm very, very excited about that um, because I thought, like, come on, it's Moon Knight. You're introducing us to him. There's no way we can let it off for six episodes because, um, you know, like, Moon Knight has been, like, couldn't, like, he's a brand new face to the MCU, and I get that Oscar Isaac has played a bunch of Marvel characters before. Um, he's Miguel O'Hara in Spider-Man, uh, into the multiverse spider-man into the multiverse and then i think he played apocalypse in the x-men series and stuff like that so like you know but like come on when you're in the mcu you don't just appear in one project and then disappear right no you keep on going or at least it gets to the point where the actor is done with the character or the contract is up or they they written a very satisfying conclusion for said character and I don't think we are going to end with um, Jake. We, we're, we're not going to end on Stephen Grant and Mark Spector not knowing that Jake Lockley exists and the fact that Konshu has been using Jake Lockley to, to kill people. And, um, you know, I think another message that another thing that I've gone from the show is that murder should not be the answer to everything yeah um arthur harrow which for a cult leader he's kind of scary not not gonna lie and like his cult 
following, if you will, is just scary in general. How, like, in episode 6, they just suddenly judge people for for what they've done or what they're about to do. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get you, but I don't. And he's similar to Killmonger, how, like, they think their way is the best way to help humanity, even though it's just the execution of it is just no because like you know to them like violence is you know a way to help out humanity or like killing people is a way to help out humanity which no there are better ways to do that um in my opinion anyway for i mean for let's just get this out of the way murder should not be the answer to everything okay with killmonger Yes, he wanted to, you know, expose Wakanda, but he did it in a violent way sort of thing. And he did it in a way where it was just, you know, more offensive and, you know, he he wasn't really peaceful with it. Like, you know, he was like, I'm going to attack Wakanda. Get this vibranium, expose Wakanda to the world, and then, in a way, um, put some, like, negative press around Wakanda, if that makes any sort of sense, right? Um, Like, saying, like, this is is what you should have been going for, for a very, like, this country has been so secretive around, and, you know, I'm like, it's just like, you know, like, shame on Wakanda for staying hidden and with the vibranium and sort of thing in a way exploited i guess am i even using the word right i don't know but like it was more offensive and i'm like you know there are like better ways to introduce wakanda and better ways to introduce the technology and just better ways to handle this sort of situation instead of you know attack wakanda for vibranium and you know have like a civil war against its country, but what do I know? And with Arthur Harrow, right? You know, he wants to get rid of people, which you shouldn't do, by the way. Um, he was like, oh, I'm going to kill people that are about to do bad things and basically get rid of them. And I'm like, no, because A, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, um, innocence until proven guilty. And the whole time I'm like, no, this is not the right way to do this. You shouldn't do this because, like, it's like uh, Stephen Grant said in episode two, is like, you're going to kill a baby even though it's literally done nothing wrong. Like, you're prematurely judging people based on what their current situation is right now. And for me, I'm just like, I think... We should, you know, we should, um, I guess, punish people, right, or give out consequences for people who have, who did the bad deed on the spot, in time, when someone sees it, right? Like, say, for example, like, you know, you see an addict, you see an active murder uh, scene happening, like, you see someone killing people, or you see someone holding a gun and, like, shooting 
at someone, right? Or you see a robbery, then yeah. Give those people consequences. But you shouldn't give people consequences when they have done nothing wrong, when they when you think they're about to do something bad, but they're not doing anything at the moment. So yeah, and I'm like, you like, you know, like for for um a villain who was a one-off in the comics, you know, at least we get to see more death with Arthur Harrow, even though, see, I'm like, the whole time I'm watching the show, right, I'm like, I'm like thinking, are we supposed to root for this man, knowing the fact that, you know, some people are manipulative also, like, Kanshu and stuff like that, and the fact that Amit took six episodes, right, to find out that, oh, someone was actually loyal to her, uh, just, you know, it's off from Harrow's ideals, right, and, you know, he found the power of Amit and decided to kill people, which you shouldn't do, by the way. Don't murder anybody for no apparent reason, you know? And, like, I'm like, this funny enough reminds me of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Where, you know, with George Floyd and how, like, he was, like, murdered for literally something he didn't do. He was just shopping uh with his um with his daughter right and like he was like killed because he existed and like i'm like bro that's 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 the message that that i'm just like really i'm like like with other hero like you're killing people for no reason i'm like really you shouldn't do that you shouldn't kill anybody for something they're about to do and i'm like People should live out their lives. What have they done to you? What have they done to you that you're so hurt and you're so mentally busted inside that you're like, I'm going to kill all these people now. You know, Arthur Harrow was an avatar of Khonshu. Um, so, like, I guess he realized that you know, instead of killing people on the spot, why don't we just kill people uh, that they're gonna remotely about to do bad stuff? And I'm like, no. Because people can change. People can grow. People can steer away from the dark side and all that. And, you know, I'm just like, the fact that you wanted to kill people before they do the thing, causing less problems and all that, I'm just like, no, we need to justify the fact that they're going to do a bad thing before we punish them or give them consequences like that. And I think people deserve a second chance. People deserve to grow. People deserve to live a better life than, you know, what their previous actions have done anyway. I believe that, you know, people can change, you know, and if they're going to be consistent about their decisions, whether they're good or bad or not, like, you know, I I do believe we should give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Because I feel like, you know, not everybody is bad, not everybody's good, people are just people, you know, it's like what, they, what their actions do, and, um, yeah, it's on their, on their actions and what they do, and if they are perceived in a positive direction then good for them if they're seen in a negative uh, negative uh lifestyle then that's on them like 
you know, like, why should we interfere with other people's lives knowing the fact that we, as our own individual human being, you know, we're already chaotic inside our head and everything like that. Um, again, I don't know any better. So, so there you go. Um, but yeah, um, so Arthur Harrow, um, cult leader, had the right mindset, poor execution, it feels weird seeing him dead. <laughs> kind of is, kind of is, because like, you know, like he could have changed for the better, but he was already into this deep, you know, worship, omit whole sort of thing where it was kind of too late for him to get out of it um you know uh Layla let's talk about uh Marvel's little scarabs shall we dang that sounded very weird um yeah Layla uh Alfuli I apologize for butchering that and I apologize for all the butchering I'm gonna do in this episode and also I don't think I have the Inead with me it's fine all collectively, the Inead sucks. Uh, let's get this out of the way. The Inead sucks. Uh, Horus, right? Uh, I think uh, the, the whole Inead, maybe with the exception of Hothro, Hotho, Hothro, but even then she, she sided with the Inead, and I'm like, okay, um, what the heck? And I, the whole time I'm like thinking, you know, this whole show, this whole thing would not have happened if you actually gave like five minutes, heck, it even one minute, right, to investigate Arthur Harrow and maybe actually see the things he's about to do. But no, the Indian is like, uh, Arthur Harrow, you're innocent. Mark Harrow, Mark, Mark Spector, you're crazy and your brain's broken and blah. And, um,. I'll say this right now, don't use mental health as a poorly, as an excuse, right? You shouldn't use that to, you know, say that, hey, this person is broken, therefore they're wrong. That's normally not the case here. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, some people have different perspectives on things, but, you know, just don't use a mental health issue or, like, them needing help as an ex as uh as a witness if you will of saying hey they're wrong because they're broken mentally i know that came out weird but i hope you know what i'm trying to say um i'm like literally this whole thing would have not been this whole thing would have not happened had you not listened to them and investigate Arthur Harrow and see that hey he's actually trying to resurrect Amit a soul devourer like Galactus anyway <laughs> oh okay and um you know but no they decide to not butt in because they're still salty at the fact that humanity doesn't believe in them okay and then by episode six they're like what happened and like um it's here and then they just they suck they suck the inead suck i don't care what you all say about them they suck 
they are they do nothing they're just there to cause conflict and because they think they're all so almighty that they can get away with it heck no and that's i think that's one of the reasons why i didn't really like episode three that much because of the writing and how like they treated the Inead as a council that literally does nothing for that matter. Like, at least the Eternals are better because at least they tried to make a difference in humanity. Or at least Cersei tried to make a difference in humanity because she loved humans that much. And, you know, even though they had, like, fallouts with human beings or whatever, like, you know, Cer- at least Cersei, right, uh, remained, you know, hopeful about humanity and everyone else who kind of followed along with her while the Inead was like screw humanity we're not gonna do this we're not gonna help you all that mumbo jumbo and to you the Inead I'm like why do you exist in the first place man I'm like that makes me like wonder how like um Thor love and thunder right how like the Greek gods are like you know are they gonna be like I'm gonna help humanity or not or am I gonna help Thor or just do nothing the only like I guess um I guess Tarwedit, right? If I butchered it, I'm sorry. Uh Tarwedit, you know, the hippo goddess who appeared in the end of episode four. Uh I like her a lot, preferably because she actually cared. You know, she was like, Oh, I have to follow these rules in the afterlife and all that mumbo jumbo and then she was like, Screw this and then um I guess to to an extent Osiris, right? Because, you know, we saw Mark and Stephen, and I guess after Stephen's speech, he was like, "Ah, eh, I'm gonna open the doors for them because, you know, out in the in the other world right now, things are not going so well." And um, yeah, that mumbo jumbo, and I love Tarwede a lot, uh, because she, you know, was a mother figure. Uh, to uh, Steve and, and uh, Mark, even though she had to portray her duties as a, an Egyptian goddess, but I digress, right? Uh, but, you know, at least she was able to help um, Mark and Spectre get back to the other world, and uh, she has an avatar, Layla, which I forgot to mention, by the way. Um, Layla, my impressions of her, like, oh, a female lead. That's it. Keep in mind, I have lost hope in female leads as of recently preferably because some of them have been tr- like not not marvel like some female leads in general right have just been treated in a very poor way that i can't tell what's a good female lead anymore especially in 2020 um you know like people are saying oh female lead agenda lgbtq stuff like that well i'm not saying it's a bad thing i think it's just like how like female leads are like written like you know i'm losing hope in female leads okay and layla you know why well, did see her as a badass who can you know kick some ass um you know part of me was a little bit skeptical like is she going to steal the show from mark because that's just my worry in general i mean you know we have multiverse of madness featuring wanda and america chavez and i feel like you know are they going to steal the show from Strange, even though it's his titular movie? And the whole time, I'm like, it's like the whole time. Yeah, those are my thoughts because I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet as of this uh, episode anyway. um, 
I'm going to do a review of Multiversal Madness next week, though, so look forward to that. But um, with Layla, right, I, the whole time, I'm like, is she going to steal the show from Mark? That was my main concern, my main worry-ish. I was worried about a bunch of things, but, like, one of the worries is, like, I don't particularly, like, I grew uh, attached to her. At first, I was like, oh, okay, another female lead who can kick some ass. Where have I seen that before? And, like, you know, like, I guess Marvel, like, I'm I'm happy they kept her original and not like, you know, the other badass woman we see in Marvel, Black Widow, Yelena, Kate Bishop, Echo, uh, Maya Lopez, aka Echo. Uh, does Carly Mugenthau count? Not really. Wanda? Definitely, because she's the Scarlet Witch now. Sylvie? You know, like, it's kind of, again, I have, I'm losing faith in female leads, okay? So, you know, um, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, be convinced that, hey, this can go bad or this can go good, right? But thankfully, you know, Layla was more of a, you know, woman who can kick ass. You know, she's smart, she's intelligent, she is technically the first Egyptian a, a superhero who happens to be a female, you know, um, the costume that Tarwetti gave her, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't too fond of it until the wings popped up, in my opinion, you know, part of, because, like, okay, here's, it looked very simplistic and very ancient Egyptian-y, right, and I feel like there was, like, and maybe I'm just being dumb in the fact that I happened to watch this show very late at night, as in midnight, and don't remember everything until then. <laughs> um, anyway, um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, I feel like for me, because of like everything was like going on, right? I feel like there wasn't really like a clear build up to Layla being, um, you know, an avatar of some sort. People really wanted her to be Kanchi's avatar, and here I say. No, I did not want her to be Kanchi's avatar because knowing Layla, right, like she would rather do it on her own. She would rather, you know, save the world on her own. Like she don't need no Kanchu. She don't need no Kanchu. I don't know why people were so hyped about being her being Kanchu's avatar. I'm like, if anything, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Layla was like, no, because you hurt Mark. You, you manipulated him, and, you know, you never, you just, like, Kanshi was just, like, messing with his mind, and I don't think Layla wanted that, and I'm like, I'm like, really, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, nah, it's not gonna happen, it, it, I mean, it would be a surprise, but for me, I'm just like, no, <laughs> heck no, uh, but yeah, the, the costume itself, uh, Layla's, superhero outfit if you will if it weren't for the wings the outfit was okay i mean it like scarlet witch's outfit man from wandavision was so pretty right <laughs> and it had like a such like presence to it and i think maybe because of the lighting maybe because you know it it was it was in the pyramid of giza man you know, not a great place to showcase the superhero costume debut, in my opinion. You know, at least, um, 
Sam Wilson's uh, Captain America outfit, right? You know, it, it was just slow and shown in all of its glory. And same with Wanda, her Scarlet Witch outfit, just the transformation, everything. It was just shown in all of its glory. Layla's outfit was just quick and go. <laughs> like, I feel like we didn't have time to bask in the glory that is Layla in her superhero outfit. And for me, I did not sense the buildup because... I don't think she needed the superhero uh, theme to her, but, you know, she got it. Nothing wrong with it. And, you know, with Layla, for me, um, you know, um, she's a really good character. It just took me a while for me to grow attached to her because, again, skepticism and, you know, female leads have been ruined for me in the past. And, you know, I just want a female lead who also acts like a human being and a woman while still having the ability to kick ass is there something wrong with that apparently yeah <laughs> uh, so um yeah so the whole um what's it called the so yeah we talked about the characters and the fact that they introduced the uh, did uh i don't know the whole the direction of this show was not that bad. It was pretty good. Um, you know, it gave a sense of, like, Egyptian culture that, you know, people just know it for being ancient Egypt and all that. And I actually liked the music choices they picked in this um, show because uh, it got me searching up Marvel Egyptian music on YouTube um, because it was just that good. It was just that good. And I like music, so fight me. And, you know, the again, the whole, the fact that we get to see Cairo in a modern way shows that, hey, you know, maybe don't associate this to an ancient thing and stuff like that. You know, it's okay to see things in a new light sort of thing. Um, you know. So it was really fun to see modern Cairo and all that on Guts and Glory. Um. The whole journey with Steven, right? You know, I'm happy we kind of started off with Steven because in a way we're seeing from the audience's point of view, like, you know, we're getting, we're introduced to Mark and to Constrip through Steven. I feel like he was the perfect character to, um, you know, get into Moon Knight very easily, right? Because I feel like if you started off with Mark Spector, um, you know, we it's like he's already kind of, not established, but, like, he knows a lot of stuff, he keeps secrets around, Conchu is around, and stuff like that, um, so, yeah, great choice on Marvel and their writing for picking Steven instead of Mark Spector, um, you know, and I do believe they handled DID really well, Dissociative Identity Disorder, I think they handled it really well for Marvel standards, um, is it the accurate portrayal of DID? Eh, I don't think so. You know, it's Marvel. They kind of had to add some fantasy to it, whether people like it or not. And, like, no one really wants a real, realistic side of things. That's just not fun to look at unless you're looking at a documentary, which props to you if you're into that sort of thing. Um, you know, just the whole, I guess, the pacing of this show. I wish it was a little slower. 
I will admit, it, it felt very in a very fast pace, and I think maybe it's because I didn't see these episodes back. I didn't like I didn't see them back to back. I saw them week to week. So in a way, these episodes feel like very short to me, and they felt like little chunks. I feel like if you watch this show back to back, I think you would have a more enjoyable time watching it. I keep telling myself that I would watch these Marvel shows back to back, but I don't because I'm weird like that, and that's totally fine. I'm I'm okay willing to stay up till midnight and watching these Marvel shows, man, especially with Miss Marvel coming up. You know, it's going to be a very lighter tone to from Moon Knight, and that's because Miss Marvel gives me so much Disney Channel vibes, and they also gave me Diary of the Future, Diary, the Diary of a Future President vibes also, so there we freaking go, um, let's see, I don't know, I said about the direction, I said about the characters and their journey, well, at least the three of them anyway, you know, the comic references are there, but there are people who do it for a living, you know, they talked about it more in depth, this is just me from a general audience standpoint, I guess. I don't know. Khonshu. It's Khonshu. And he's very manipulative. And someone you shouldn't make deals with. He's like the devil. Even though we already have the devil in Marvel. And that's called Mephisto. So there we go. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I like the cinematography a lot. Well, it's just Marvel. And the VFX. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Um, you know, a lot of theories are probably going to be debunked as of now. Which is totally fine. I mean, you know. I mean, people got... A lot of people wanted Jake Lockley. Go figure. And, like, you know, we did we did end up seeing him in a mid credit scene. Which I'm just, like... I'm happy they added Spanish. <laughs> I'm happy that uh, Oscar Isaac is able to portray not necessarily himself but like parts of you know his culture and everything like that because we end up do hearing a spanish christian funeral song in episode four that i will not say the name of because i don't want to butcher everything right now and also i forgot but i just know that it was a christian funeral sad song and that's because um oscar isaac is a latino i believe his family came from Guatemala. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'm a big dum-dum on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, that was also a very interesting touch to see. Um, you know, and the fact that he, uh, Jake Lockley spoke Spanish, right? It was just, you know, a nod to Oscar Isaac, you know, being Latino and everything like that. And nothing wrong with being bilingual. Really, there's nothing wrong being bilingual, unless you're me, who speaks a, who speaks a language that no one even knows and no one even dreams to care about. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I like how they came with it full circle, using the same song that Steven, like we first hear, in episode one. We hear it in episode six, that I forgot the name, but it goes like. Something along the lines of that. It's on Disney Plus. Just, just search up the lyrics yourself. Um, yeah, just a really good song. 
entirely. I'm glad they kept it in full circle. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Moon Knight is getting a season two. It's on Marvel's Twitter. It's been confirmed. We're getting a season two. It feels like we need a season two for this show, honestly, because, you know, just so much going on. You know, like, I feel like with the season two, it's more, yeah, more possibilities to expand it. And also, I do feel like it was a bit rushed. It felt a little bit, again, fast-paced. I wish they had some slower moments in Moon Knight, you know. But, like, you know, maybe, like, more of Steven and Mark actually, like, you know, maybe, like, accepting each other fully instead of that quick little speech that Mark did and all that. But that's just me. That's just me. That's all my opinions on Moon Knight. It's a really good show. Is it the best Marvel show out there? Um, maybe. I guess. I don't know because you have like One Division, and they have they have the all they have the whole TV thing, right? And then you have Loki that you know it's just introducing to the TVA and everything. You have Falcon and the Winter Soldier that you know just they talk about you know, um, more of the grounded topics in the MCU, and, you know, racism, and the blip, and stuff like that. We have Hawkeye, that is just a Christmas comedy, but sad sometimes. Yeah. And more about, like, oh, mentor trains mentee sort of thing. So, you know, for me, I guess, um, Moon Knight is pretty high up there, maybe, uh, it's tied between WandaVision, well, no, I rate WandaVision number one for me. I know people loved Loki and everything like that, but for me, I don't know. I can't really relate to Loki at all whatsoever, preferably because he's a narcissistic son of a prick, okay? So, yeah, and... I'm just like, you know, like, I get the idea of self-love sort of thing, but it also spawned a little bit weird stuff on the internet. And not to mention, not, I mean, yeah, the whole time travel aspect and everything like that was pretty cool and pretty interesting. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, what's the point of this, Loki? I don't know, it, it was just to set up some lore building Within the MCU, and Loki introduced the big bad of the MCU, Kang the Conqueror and stuff like that. You know, like, the whole show, like, yeah, while Loki does have its moments and stuff like that, you know, the action sequences and the whole mystery behind it, you know, just, there's something about WandaVision for me, right, that just, just really hits you, uh, for me. It really hit me, um, because, you know, grief and everything and feeling sad and lonely and depressed all the time because that's what I'm going through right now ish you know like yeah I would not understand um you know going through loss like you know people handled handled it differently and also like we finally got the Scarlet Witch title need not I say more and also Agatha Harkness is just really good in that show fight me Agatha Harkness was really, really entertaining. Catherine Hahn was really entertaining in WandaVision and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something about Loki, even though it did hit some feels for people for me, I'm like, cool. 
it was more, I like I was like really interested in the mystery sort of aspect of it, but uh I like TV and knowing the history of sitcoms, man. I grew up watching sitcoms that had a live studio audience that had a laughing track sorta of ish. It was basically my childhood and I I, I like that sort of thing. And then with the TVA is the TVA. You know, it did kept us wanting more and more and more and more. But I also like the fact that they used uh, sitcom history and stuff like that. They, they were able to, like, broadcast different sitcoms throughout the ages sort of thing. And I just like WandaVision a little more. So, yeah. That's my two cents on it. WandaVision, Moon Knight. And then Loki. Although I do have to rewatch the series to form my own opinion. But Moon Knight is pretty high on my list. And I think with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. There might be another episode coming out after this. So stay tuned for that. Or it probably might be up by the time you guys finish listening to this episode. Ah. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at the Lone Wolf Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also uh, email me at wolfthelone90 at gmail.com if you want. Uh, I do have a merch store because I have that and I like clothes. I need clothes in my life. So if want to support me with that buy me my clothes buy my clothes please or not you can donate me a dollar five dollars ten dollars a month with the uh, donation link at the very bottom of this episode's description or just listen to my episodes back to back these episodes are monetized and i get money from it uh thank you for listening to this episode you can find this podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast amazon iHeartRadio. technically i think a lot of places where you can find me. Listen to me wherever you got your podcast at. I hope you enjoyed this episode or treat it or it's okay if you treat it as white noise. I don't care. Just if you listen to it, that's all fine with me. Please share this episode to people who might be interested in this sort of thing. Or you want a an opinion, a two cents opinion on stuff that no one asked for, but uh yeah. With that being said, I will howl at you guys later, and stay safe.